Fantastic to be with you once again on the Marketplace as we wind our way through the NBL free agency period. We do it as always with the number one newsbreaker in Australian basketball, Olga Ulrich from ESPN.com.au. Olga, the news just never stops. It doesn't. We've got a we've got a next star. Um, the the word that I was I was getting throughout this entire free agency period was that we were going to have a crop of next stars instead of just one or two. And so this seems like the first one. AJ Johnson, a six seven guard, headed to the Illawarra Hawks. Um, he is a really versatile guard here. You know, you have someone who can handle the ball a little bit, play off the ball. I think the Hawks really like his shot. Um, a, a slender frame still, mm. but he's the sort of guy who. I think Jacob Jacobus plans to throw in a whole bunch of different lineups. And the, the feeling I got speaking to people around the situation was that this is uh, an environment where they feel though, as though Johnson can really excel and grow. Um, you know, as much as the Hawks went 3-25 and 25 last season, spending time around them, the, the vibes and the culture around that team didn't really waver. There was no fracture there. And so there's a sense that this environment is somewhere where someone like AJ Johnson can come in and, and really excel and grow his game to the point where he can be that, that projected first-round pick that, that ESPN has him as. And you think of Usman Jiang and LaMelo Ball, Josh Giddy, just to name a couple. The, the pipeline is proven, isn't it? It absolutely is. Um, and, and, you know, when you look at this Hawks roster, there, there's potential for, for minutes here. And you can plug and play him in different lineups. You know, with, with someone like Justin Robinson and Tyler Harvey, you have these vets who he can learn off and, and play alongside. And I think the versatility in his game lends itself to uh, you know, him making an impact maybe from the middle of the season onwards. I think there's a sense that he can actually be part of this rotation and help this team win some games. And, you know, the versatility that he has on the offensive end, I think, lends itself to that. And we've been highlighting the Illawarra Hawks. They've been really, really busy during this offseason so far. They've still got some import or potentially a import signing to come. But this roster's it's three parts done now, isn't it? We've spoken about the identity. Uh, and it's one that I think... Johnson will really excel in. He's coming to a team that ha- I think has a, a defensive focus, has a, you know, the, I, I really like the addition of someone like Mason Peatling, you know, alongside the retention of Dan Greeter and these sorts of guys. And, you know, it's it's the sort of culture that I think bodes well for a young player like that. You know, I expect them now to finish off the rest of their local cohort with, you know, veteran guards or wings. I think that's what they need. That's what they want. That They want some perimeter scoring on the wing. And I think they just need some veteran pieces just to shore up what, what the defensive identity I think they want their team to be. Let's move to their biggest rivals in the freeway series. I speak, of course, of the Sydney Kings, the two-time reigning champions. Still got some big decisions to make on imports and what the bulk of that starting lineup is going to look like. But as we have previously highlighted here on the marketplace, they're big believers in depth. And they've added some more depth today with McQuatch Maliwatch. And not just depth, Jack. It's also depth, local depth and, you know, depth from New South Wales. And that's what Maliwatch is. You know, he's Armadale kid, played at Newington in Sydney. And so he's no stranger to, you know, the, the Sydney Kings. They would have kept their eye on him over, over the past few years when he went to New Mexico. And then, you know, that one season in Melbourne United. But, you know, as an 11th man, effectively, this is a, a low-risk, high-reward sort of signing. We know what... Malwatch is from an athletic standpoint. Uh, I, I think it's underrated what he could be from a shooting perspective. He had really good shooting numbers, albeit really low volume. Um, and so you can see what you might have here, you know, like a 6'5", 6'6", 6'7", sort of wing, uh, can do it on both ends. You know, can you turn him into a 3 and D sort of guy? And, you know, with the sort of contract he's on and the place he is in this roster as the 11th guy, I think it's an absolute, you know, low-risk signing. And if he turns out to be something, that's an absolute win for the Sydney Kings. 
To the West, two of the most fascinating names during this free agency period, not necessarily for all of the right reasons, have been Todd Blanchfield and Mitch Norton, both under contract with the Wildcats. Both lost their spot within that lineup last season under John Reilly and have been exploring other options. Let's get an update on both. And why don't we start with Mitch Norton? Yeah, Mitch Norton, you know, there, there are talks with other teams and there's the sense I get is that we're close to some sort of outcome here. Uh, the two teams that I, I think I'll flag are the Brisbane Bullets and the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. There is some mutual interest with these teams and, you know, we're at a point now where this April 14 date has passed and so the Wildcats can no longer just buy out the contract for 50% of its value. It, it, it is now a matter of, you know, continuing to work with other teams to try and effectively split the remainder of that salary. And so those are the two teams I'm told, you know, Norton has an interest in. And so then it then comes down to, you know, which one he'd like to go to. And if that team can then come to terms with the, the Wildcats on some sort of split of that contract. And what about Todd Blanchfield? The, as we have flagged previously, the biggest wrinkle or complication with Todd is that there are two years remaining on a deal as opposed to one. That's right. And this is why I called Bull Kowal one of the more intriguing and maybe the most important free agency signing because the teams that missed out on Kowal, you know, they clearly had a need for a wing who can shoot it. And, and Todd Blanchfield is, while not technically available, he effectively is. And so I look at the Illawarra Hawks, the Sydney Kings, the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix again. These are teams who missed out on Bull Kowal. And so Blanchfield is one of those, you know, proven wing shooters who they can then go after. Those are the names I'm told are in the mix with him. But again, it, it is quite difficult considering the contract situation, the logistics around trying to split two years of a deal. Um, the, the one thing I'm told, though, is that whatever the outcome, whatever the team he ends up with and how those negotiations go, it is more than likely that uh, no matter what, we, we more than likely won't see Todd Blanchfield in a Wildcats uniform again. That's the way it seems to be heading. They are just two names amongst a very interesting list of Australian names who are still on the board and still yet to find a home during this free agency period. As always, we'll keep you across everything here on the marketplace and via nbl.com.au. And of course, Olgan Ulrich on Twitter has got you covered right throughout free agency. Olgan, as always, great to chat and we'll do it again soon. Thanks, Jack. Thanks for being with us on the marketplace.